Hey everyone, welcome back to Casa Walsh, a Beverly Hills 90210 podcast. My name is Sam, and on today's episode, we'll be going over Season 3, Episode 20, called Parental Guidance Recommended, and it premiered on February 3rd, 1993. So the episode starts out. And we see Brenda is in her room. She's looking at all these old pictures of her and Dylan. And then we see her going over to Dylan's house. And Kelly's there. And she talks about them making up and, you know, being adult about everything. And then all of a sudden you see her whip out an axe like she's going to kill them. So obviously it's a fantasy that she's having. We then see for real Dylan and Kelly are making out on the couch. So they're fully a couple now. They're making out on the couch, and they're talking about how Iris, Dylan's mother, is coming into town. We see a cab pull up outside of the house, and it's Iris. She rings the bell as they're continuously making out, and he sees through the window. It's his mother. Kelly naturally freaks out. She runs into the back room, I guess, to get herself together because she's kind of a mess, and Iris comes in. She looks around, and she sees that Dylan's house is a mess, so she's like, wow, I don't understand how Brenda puts up with this and just then kelly comes out of the bedroom iris asks oh who's this and dylan says oh you might remember her from mrs carney's kindergarten class um she doesn't because this was a made-up storyline to make it seem like they belong together when they don't because they have known each other since kindergarten or birth but it's the dumbest storyline ever i think i you know i'm just gonna beat a dead horse about this because it drives me insane But uh, she also mentions to Kelly that she missed a button. So she quickly kind of picks up that there's something going on between Dylan and Kelly. We then see David, Steve, and Donna show up at the Peach Pit. And David has interest from some record executive about recording with him. Steve seems to think David needs him to... Uh, manage him to go meet with these executives because he's his manager, um, which is just still hilarious. Also, I noticed a lot, Steve carries around a briefcase, even in school. Like, he doesn't have a backpack. It's not like a messenger bag. It's a straight-up briefcase. Keep an eye on that. Steve is always with a briefcase. I don't know why. I don't know. It just doesn't make sense, but whatever. Then Brandon is talking to Andrea about um, a radio that he wants to buy for his car, some new stereo. And um, she met, lets him know that she was in to, invited into this um, event for early admission students at Yale. Uh, she's also, okay, so my friend David had mentioned this in a previous episode that the food always looks good like that they're making the food when you're watching these episodes so I'm keeping an eye on this and he gave her a burger and it's odd she's so I don't know what you put on your burger um some people do ketchup some people do mayo some people do both um some people do nothing I don't know anyone that puts mustard on their burger and just mustard is it am I weird for thinking this? Because I know also it depends where you're from, but I know that if you're driving through McDonald's um in certain states, I feel like it's a southern thing. 
that they put mustard on the burger. I don't think it's anywhere else. I've been to Los Angeles many times and they don't put mustard on your burgers when they give it to you. Um, so I don't know. Maybe she just likes it. Maybe I'm weird. But I just did keep an eye on she put mustard on her, her burger and that was it. Anyways, um, so anyway, she's telling Brandon that she's nervous about going to this event. Um, she feels that it's going to be kind of a little hoity-toity and people are going to be rich there. I don't know why she thinks all students that are going to Yale are rich, um, but she just, she says she's a nice girl, Jewish girl from Van Nuys. So I guess she feels like she would be odd person out. Again, I don't understand why, but whatever. Um, I guess because it's supposed to be at some nice place. So maybe that's what she's thinking. But then we see Kelly walks in and wants to talk to Donna about meeting Dylan's mom. Kelly says that uh, Iris was a little judgmental and all she wanted to do was talk about Brenda. Donna thinks it, Donna said it was like rude. She's like, that's rude in front of you that she was talking about Brenda. Um, Donna, I love you, Donna. And I understand that maybe you don't want to get in the middle, but as the friend, the best friend of both of them, do you honestly think in any way, shape or form that it's a normal situation that your best friend is now dating your other best friend's boyfriend? Um, I mean, I guess I, I guess it's just Donna not wanting to get in the middle. That's the only thing that would make sense about it. But then Kelly tells uh, Brandon that Brenda is still isn't talking to her, and he rightfully says, "I'm not getting in the middle of it." And I mean, it doesn't. He doesn't really need to because Kelly's not real. I mean, Brenda's a sister. Kelly's a friend, but she's not really that close of a friend at this point. I don't think that he. You know, I think he just doesn't care to pick sides. He's obviously going to be on Brenda's side, but he's not really going to say anything about it to her. So then at home, he comes into Brenda's room and he said that people were asking about her. And he does mention that Kelly asked about her. And she clearly just doesn't want to talk about her. He also mentions that he heard Iris is in town. She tells Brandon that making Dylan shoes was dumb. So she's realizing that it was a it was a stupid thing. But she said to him that, and, and she's confiding him here, that she didn't really think it was a contest because she didn't think that she would lose. And I get why she didn't think she would lose because she has the history with him, even though they make the fake, you know, history with Kelly. But she has the real history with him. And she, you know, she was the one that was dating him for the last two years. And Kelly had three kisses with him over the summer and one date. I mean, let's be real. That was that was it. Um, except, or I guess if you want to talk about the time that they slept out in the stars, camping out randomly just on the beach somewhere, which doesn't seem safe. But anyways, I'm just thinking about now sleeping out, camping out on the beach, on a public beach. That's really, really not safe, especially like... They had, like, uh, the homeless people walking around there on those episodes, and they just slept there. Weird. <laughs> but anyways, um, Brandon is showing his parents this new CD system that he wants for his car. 
And they're concerned about all the money that he's spending, but it seems that he's doing well on his bets. They don't really know about the bets, but it seems he's doing well on the bets that um, he can afford all these great things. And then Brenda comes downstairs and she, you know, she's kind of trying to come out of her, you know, depression a little bit. She tells him not to really walk around in eggshells around her. So Iris goes in to meet with Jim to discuss Dylan and his trust. And also they're talking about how Jack is now out of jail. She is telling Jim she has a tough time standing up to Jack and she is concerned about the money. And she does, but she does want Dylan to be happy and wants him to have a relationship with his father. So we then see Jack and Dylan are talking about the trust and Dylan mentions how Iris thinks that he's trying to rip him off. He's like, well, what do you think? And Dylan says that he wants to believe him. And he said, regardless, it was Jack's money that he earned, but uh, he gave it to Iris and Iris gave it to Dylan. Jack wants Dylan to talk to Iris to kind of, not necessarily kiss up to her, but to kind of work her a little bit. So Dylan suggests that they go up to Ojai together, the two of them, for the day. And I guess Ojai is this kind of like new age kind of area. Um, and she's into that stuff. So he then says afterwards he'd like for the three of them to sit down for dinner. And maybe she can get to Reno Jack a little bit. And she agrees to do it for Dylan, even though she doesn't seem happy about it. But, you know, she wants to do it for her son. So we then see Andrea at this event at Yale. And some guy comes up to her, he thinks he knows her, and, you know, she thinks it's, like, school-related, like, you know, maybe the paper or something, you know, that they might have in common. And he said he thinks his family used to go skiing with her family, and she has this big house and stuff, because she said her last name was Zuckerman, and he just assumed it was her. And she says, the only place my family has is in Van Nuys, and he thinks she's kidding. He thought it was funny. So he's obviously a rich kid. Um, but then she sees uh, Jordan Bonner, who... He went to Shaw. He was the guy that wrote the paper with Brandon about the football team. And, you know, he tells her he thought that uh, he was the only one there on scholarship. But she's like, nope, I'm there too. Or he said he bets he's the only one on scholarship. So, uh, because we know Jordan is not from a rich area as well. So he's going to yell as well. So it's nice for Andrea to have a friendly face there. And they're talking about what it's going to be like in New Haven. And she says, you know, she's going to have to get a job when they're there. And he, she's like, what are you going to do? But then he says he got a full ride. So Jordan Bonner is very smart if he got a full ride to Yale, which Andrea only got partial scholarship. So she's not as smart. So then at the record label, um, David, Donna, and Steve show up. Steve obviously has his briefcase with him because why not? What do you think's in there? Like what contents does he have in his briefcase? I just, it's like he's acting like he's some businessman. He's a high school senior. But anyways, the executive name is Curtis Bray. And he, you know, he wants David to record an album or a, a demo with some big time producer named Serge Minkin. And they know who he is. And 
as they're talking, you can see the the this uh, Curtis guy is not really taking to Steve as much. So he kind of pushes him out the door and then basically tells David to lose him. He says, you know, we won't, if you don't get rid of him, we're not doing a deal. So he thinks that Steve is just, you know, going to ruin it. And I mean, he probably would because Steve doesn't know what the hell he's talking about because he has no experience in the music industry. So we then see Brenda is having another fantasy about Kelly coming over to apologize and then um, out of anger she starts to cut off all of her hair and then you know we see her coming back to you know from reality of the fantasy and she's really just cutting up a picture of the two of them when they went on that double date and she's putting everything into a box. We then see Dylan, Jack, and Iris are having their dinner and he's asking them how Ojai was and Iris basically wants to start some spiritual school up in Ojai, but she doesn't have the money for that. And Dylan offers it because, you know, he's going to get, you know, this money. And she realizes that um, this is a setup, that this trip and everything was just a setup to butter her up so she will agree to sign off on this, um, you know, this deal. So basically he'll have the... uh, you know, he'll get the money. And she's all upset. She's angry. And she leaves. She thinks Jack's, Jack just wants his hand on Dylan money. And that's really what it is. She doesn't think that it's in Dylan's best interest that he's just doing this because he wants to. So then Jim comes in to see Brenda and how she's doing. And we see that she's really, she's crying. She's upset. She says she can't do it. And she's trying not to hate them, but she's having a hard time. And He's consoling her, and I think that he's genuine. I think that he's really ups- He's sad that his daughter's sad, but I think in the back of his mind, he's probably happy that she's not with Dylan anymore because I don't think he thought that he was, you know, she was the best influence or whatever for him. So then uh, Dylan and Iris are eating breakfast, and she's definitely annoyed with him. She doesn't trust Jack, and <laughs> she just, I don't think she'll... She really thinks that he is doing the right thing. We'll get back to that. Steve and David are talking at school, and he's, you know, with his briefcase as usual, and he's telling them that the record company wants to make changes. And Steve's telling him, you're the talent. They should, you know, you have all the, you know, you should be the one calling the shots, basically. And Steve kind of just walks off. He's just like, all right, whatever. And then David goes to tell Donna he couldn't do it. He's, you know, he's, he has to fire him, but he doesn't want to do it. He doesn't know how to do it. Kelly's in there and she thinks it's not cool if he drops Steve for the label. Oh, really, Kelly? Do you? Do you think that it's not the right thing to do? That's so nice of you caring for others. And then uh, Kelly tells him that he should tell him right away, though, not let it drag out, which she is speaking from experience for there. But I do think it's funny that she's being like holier, not holier than thou, but she's basically telling him what he should and shouldn't do. So then Andrea's uh, there at the Blaze office and she's telling Brandon about the event uh, for Yale and how... Jordan is there and Jordan got a free ride and 
she's got a big smile on her face talking about Jordan, how funny he is. And just then and there, um, a fax comes in because it's funny that they have fax machines in school. But a fax comes in for Andrea to uh, from, you know, from Jordan that Brandon sees. And he's like, well, it seems you made an impression on him, too. And she's kind of laughing. And you see that maybe Andrea's a little smitten by Jordan Bonner. She uh, thinks he's a nice guy. So then Kelly and Dylan are walking in the halls together and they're talking about his parents. And then he walks away and she sees Brenda. She goes up to try and talk to her, but Brenda just completely ignores her and walks away. And Brenda's not ready to talk to her. And I don't blame her because, you know, I I think if... I am curious what it would be if the roles were reversed because I feel like Kelly has less of a reason to be mad. Frankly, because of her minimum time with Dylan. So like if if Dylan made his decision and he said, Brenda, I want to be with Brenda. I don't think Kelly would be as mad. And I think she wouldn't be as mad because she doesn't have a right to be as mad. I think Brenda has the right to be mad and not want to talk to them. So I don't really think she's doing anything wrong. But anyways, uh, Brandon is watching a basketball game. Shocker. And Jim tells him to kind of turn it off when Iris comes into the house. And he's like, well, can I go watch in your room? So he just all he wants to do is watch basketball. So Iris comes over and she wants to see Brenda. And she goes up to her room she has a gift for her they're talking about crystals and you know she definitely she clearly is on team Brenda in this whole thing and basically she says she's stronger than she thinks she is so she thinks that Brenda is you know Brenda could do this Brenda you know shouldn't just be down in the dumps about all this stuff and you know to be not the bigger person but maybe the bigger person So then we see Nat is talking to David about his record deal and he's excited about him. And David is there at the Peach Pit to meet with Steve. And finally, he's honest with him. He tells him that the record label wants to get rid of Steve. And Steve kind of at first was like, it's all right, we'll find another one. And David's like, no, I'm going to stick with them because I may not ever get this chance again. And Steve's pissed. Steve is mad at him that um, he's taking the deal and he just leaves angry. I don't recall if he had his briefcase with him at this point, but um, he's pissed. And it's like, I get it a little bit, but it's like, come on, Steve, really? Like, let's be real. We then see Iris is talking to Dylan and she tells him she's going to sign the papers for him. So she goes to see Jim and tells him that she's doing it for Dylan, even though she thinks it's not the best idea. But she just says she feels that maybe she's pushing Dylan away, driving him away by not doing it. And she wants him to be happy. And she's just going to, you know, I think she's just going to, she's nervous about it. She kind of had her son set up, but I think that in the end, She's kind of thinking, um, you know, let me uh, basically, um, you know, let me basically see, let this play out, see what happens. So 
Then Brenda sees uh, Kelly at school and she's wearing this crystal um, that Iris gave her. And she says hi to her at school. She is telling her um, again that, uh, you know, she's, she's, you know, she's going to basically she's warming up to her and Kelly is happy about it. So they're not in the best place, but I think that they're Brenda's now trying to be the bigger person so that they could work towards it. So then um, at home, she has this box of things that she was putting of Dylan and Cindy, you know, it's like, are you, you're throwing all that out? And she's like, no, I'm just putting it in the garage. So kind of out of sight, out of mind. Then as they're talking, they hear really loud music from outside. They go outside and Brandon is blasting music with his brand new stereo in his car. And he's got skis in the back seat and he's just rolling in the dough and Brenda's questioning all this money and he's basically, you know, he's spending a lot of money because he's making money on these bets and he bought perfume for his mom and bought perfume for um for Brenda and um you know he's he's spending money for the ladies in his life but he also at the same time um is spending money that he probably shouldn't be spending so the episode ends and Dylan and Jack are happy that Iris finally has agreed to sign the papers they're having dinner with Kelly Jack wants to celebrate and when Dylan and Kelly are getting ready to leave we see Jack is on the phone in his bedroom and he is saying to whomever he's speaking to that is he lied through his teeth to his kid to get that money so they better hold up their part of the deal so it seems like it's a possibility that he is up to no good but we're gonna have to continue to watch to find out what happens So now for the fun facts and trivia part of the episode. So I did mention I was going to uh, keep in uh, mentioning when people are hosting SNL. And so this episode premiered on February 3rd, 1993. And that weekend on February 6th, Luke Perry hosted SNL. So at this point, Luke and Jason were the first two to host Saturday Night Live. So... That's it uh, for the episode, but the music I have, we had some good music um, in the the music that Brandon was blasting from his car stereo was a song called Out of Control by uh, Skew Siskin. When David is telling Steve that he's fired, the song is called So You Want to Be a Rock and Roll Star, makes sense, uh, by The Birds. When Steve and David are talking in the hall and then we see David, Kelly, and Donna in the radio booth, the song's called Action Speaks Louder Than Words by Tara Kemp. At the Peach Pit, when Steve, Donna, David, Andrea, and Brandon are talking, uh, you know, when they're all kind of having their conversations earlier in the episode, the song is called Kansas City by Wilbert Harrison. And last but not least, the best song, um, when... Brenda is looking at the photos and kind of having her little um daydreams and, and throughout the episode uh the song Losing My Religion by R.E.M. And anyone that remembers 
these episodes will 100% remember that song. But although we're watching it on Hulu, we're not seeing it. But uh, I remember watching it for the first time. And when we first watched it, it was Losing My Religion by R.E.M., which is a fantastic song. Thank you all for listening to Casa Walsh, a Beverly Hills 90210 podcast. On the next episode, we'll be going over season three, episode 21 called Dead End. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next time.